What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon. And your girl, Liz. And this is the Ain't That Something Podcast. A, a tripod, tripod production. production. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the last episode of the term, so we promised it would be a juicy one. So you know what? It's gonna be a juicy one. This week we got letters to our exes. This could be ex-significant others or ex-friends. It doesn't matter. But uh, today it's your boy Brandon and Liz, and we're gonna just get start off right off the bat. I'm gonna start out with Liz. She's gonna read her letter to whoever it is addressed to, and then I'm gonna go, and then we're just going to shift it from there. All right, so my letter is to an ex-friend, not anyone romantic, and I'm gonna, it's gonna be anonymous, but some tears might be happening. All right. This is gonna be a really heavy episode, guys, so just bear But with. we're doing this for a reason, because it's almost Thanksgiving, and we have a lot to reflect on, so we thought this would be appropriate. And most, most importantly, why pay for therapy when we can just tell you about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. All right, here you go. Dear Blank, I still think about you and our memories together a lot, and I do miss them. I can't help but to still feel guilty on how things ended. I know we're on civil terms now, but I still feel guilty in the ways I treated you near the end of our friendship. I didn't realize until much later how much of an asshole I was being until I reflected um, on my actions. Our friendship was probably one of the best things that has ever happened during my college experience or in my life in general. Even though it's over, I'm so glad it happened. You changed me, you helped me grow as a person and I can't thank you enough for it. Before I met you, I was still this timid, socially awkward, passive girl who couldn't defend herself. But you taught me how to be confident, how to stand up for myself, and how to live in the moment. I can't even begin to count all the spontaneous moments and events that we had together. We grew so close and basically became identical. We grew our identities around each other, and I'm pretty sure everyone knew that. And we knew everything about each other, all our ups and downs, and... We supported each other no matter what, and I want you to know that I hold that dearly and that I will never use anything you have opened up to me about against you. Not an ounce of who I am today wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you. You were the one who pushed me into changing majors. You were the one who taught me how to think for myself. You were the one who told me not to give a fuck about what other people think. The person who I am today wouldn't be here without our friendship also wouldn't be here without the end of our friendship the biggest thing i want you to know is that i still appreciate and care for you so much words cannot express how thankful i am for you and your family i really do hope you're happy now because if there's anyone that deserves it it's you and i really hope that you didn't go through as much pain as i did when things ended you're such a good person <laughs> And I hope your current or future friends or people in your life see that too. Love and miss you, Liz. And that's my letter. <laughs> well, that was a, that was deep. I don't think I don't think I was ready for like how sentimental and good at the end. Yeah, the end really got me there, but the end is where 
most of my true feelings feel about the situation right now. But all right, uh, I guess I want to read you my letter. All uh, right. Uh, unlike Liz, I didn't uh, keep it anonymous. So uh, oh. this is to an uh, an ex girlfriend of mine. Here we go. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I haven't, like, talked about this in a while. Not many people know about this relationship. Um, so, here you go, world. Uh, <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> hey, it's Bran. It's been about three weeks since the last time we spoke and about four years since we broke up. I know early after the breakup, I blamed you for getting distant, but we both know it was my fault. I was chasing my dream, and because of that, I was leaving you behind. We made it through my four years in the army and the distance, but it was everything that came after that that killed us. I looked, I loved you, you loved me, I was your army boy, and you were my shorty. We really did call each other that. Um, even writing this now feels so weird. If you would have told me uh, then that my life wouldn't have had you in it, I would have told you you were a liar. But Lord knows how many times I lied to you when I first started getting sober. Those first few weeks after, the, after detoxing were the hardest of my life, and you were there every step of the way. Even now, you're still cheering me on. I cannot express to you how much your encouragement means to me. The other day, I thought about our random trip to New York City at 11 o'clock at night. It was you and I, and we only had $80 between the two of us. We walked around all night in the rain until about 4 a.m. That was the first time I told you I loved you, and the last time I ever told another girl I loved her. Because when I said it to you, I knew you meant it when you said it back. We broke up six months later. You've moved to Brooklyn with your fiancé like we were supposed to. You're starting your family, and I love that. I'm so fucking proud of you, Bunny. The last letter you sent me had a pic of your ultrasound, and you asked me to be God to be godfather to your children. I'm sorry I didn't reply back. I promise I will, Case. Everything I am now is because of your urgence to start my college and not let my mind go to waste. It hurts so much to see you go, but I'm glad you were such a huge part of my life. You're going to be an amazing mother. I hope your life is beautiful. Oh. Oh my god i think it's interesting how similar both of ours is yours is more specific to like the relationship i think in general the premise of both of ours is the same we're both very thankful and wish them well it sucks but like um i think losing somebody that you love so much whether it be romantic or not romantic is a huge plays a huge part in how you become who you are yeah um because from that point we we figure out like what might have went wrong and we try to change that and um. like at least for me in this situation we started growing apart and like realizing our differences with each other which like happens which like i like similar to your letter how you said you thought you guys were gonna be together forever same here with us like we thought we were gonna be best friends forever and then i remember we went to on a vacation to virginia and we saw these beach houses and then she's just like liz when we grow old and are still best friends we're gonna rent one of these houses with our families and like stay there together when we have kids and then you know like life's life and <laughs> that's uh that's rough like i remember uh Similar to your story, like I said, we were, we got, uh, we explored uh, New York City at like 11 o'clock at night uh, until four o'clock in the morning. And then we were, we made our way to Brooklyn and we were walking around Brooklyn at three o'clock in the morning. And then I was like, this is where I want to live with you. Like, this is where I want to start our family. Like, it's going to, like, it was going to be a huge thing. Uh, I was going to finish school and then we were just going to go there together. But now she's with her, with her fiance, who is, 
a wonderful man and treats her so much, so much better than I ever did. And I thank God every day that she ended up with him and not with me because it just wouldn't have worked out. Um, however, I am who I am now because of that relationship. So am I. I changed how I act in a relationship, how I, per- how I perceive myself in a relationship because of that. Yeah, I've I've grown so much from that friendship and obviously like and I'm so thankful for it every day cuz obviously like I said in the letter I wouldn't be like I always I think about it a lot just like I wouldn't be the person who I am today without her and like I really do hope she realizes that I've like told her before when things ended and we started to become more civil like how thankful i am like yeah when was the last time you talked to her last thanksgiving actually which is why this idea like kind of fits perfectly well i thought it was because this topic was your idea but i was like we should do it around thanksgiving because because of that friendship I made like a little promise to myself that every Thanksgiving I would text at least like three people who have greatly impacted my life that year and express to them how thankful I am. And I get really sappy during Thanksgiving and this is why. But yeah, she was one of them. And um, I don't know, I just feel like this is something I want to do and start for myself because I think not a lot of people get as much credit as they deserve in a current or past relationship. I think definitely, like, because I know it's a problem for me that people definitely feel underappreciated in what they do. And I do have a lot to be thankful for for the people who are in my life or who were or changed me <laughs> i think that's a a huge a huge deal and i reaching out to people that uh impact you uh in a positive way or even in any way is really important to do and it's a good way to get clarity to see where you stand as well as to you know tie up loose ends you know um, and you don't know how a person may feel about themselves so just letting them know that like you care and like you like matter or like they matter I think definitely like it's a good thing to do I think so uh the reason why I wanted to do this episode specifically is because I still have a relationship with her it's not what it was you know what I mean um it's not staying up till three o'clock in the morning uh, listening to Mac Miller. It's not going on those random trips to New York City. It's not laying in my Mazda six at our local uh uh at our local drive in and watching a, a shitty movie on the on the drive in theater. It's 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 not just going on those random drives with her. It's just her still it's still a different it's a different it's a different part and it's a painful part. Um the other day uh actually uh she she followed me uh she because we we stopped following each other on like in social yeah. media and stuff like that because it kind of just got harder because i would see stuff that she would post yeah. with, with like her new boo and it was never anything like bad or aggressive yeah. but it's just like like she's living the life i had with her with yeah. somebody else and it's like i see her with a fiance and i'm like wow like 
I loved you that I loved you that much, but I didn't love you enough to give you my last name. You know, um, I see her; she's pregnant, and she, and that could have been me. You know, like we're, I know, granted, she's like two years older than me, but still, it's it hurts. You know, but like so, we still keep in course, keeping correspondence. We still email and stuff, but uh, we still text. Uh, we still we old fa we write old fashioned letters, oh, which is really weird. Sweet. Because uh, that's what we did when we were in the army. Yeah. But the last oh, yeah. the last one that she did, she sent me, was like a picture of her ultrasound. And she asked I'm me. I'm glad like, that like, you guys can be mature and civil. And like, she keeps you updated yeah. like that. But she wants me to be the godfather to her children. and I, so sweet. It is sweet, but it's not something I think I can do. Yeah, because, um, no, understandable. Like I said, that was the first and last person I ever told that, like, I loved her. Yeah. And I think that's also where my commitment issues come to now. <laughs> well, if you want to get into that. We're going to get into commitment issues now. All right. So, like, I love this girl, like, a lot. Like, so much. But then when it broke off, I was just drowning myself in other things. And I would break up with somebody before I had to make that commitment. Before I, before I said, I'd tell somebody that I love them. Because it just didn't feel right, you know? Have you ever been in that situation? Are you still in that situation with your friend right now? So, unlike you and your ex, for me and her, we do follow each other on social media, but we don't really keep in touch. But I kind of relate. Like, I, in the sense that I do see her with, like, other friends, and she has a boyfriend now, which, like, makes me extremely so happy for her because I knew while we were friends, one of her biggest issues was that she never felt good enough to and she felt like she couldn't date anyone anymore so I'm like really glad that she found someone like finally for her that she can feel like comfortable and okay with because I knew that was like a whole situation with her but yeah seeing her with other friends like makes me happy but also like because Again, I know so much about her and like she's like she deserves the best in the world and I hope that her friends now know that and like know the situation and are able to like treat her right because I also know that like that's also an issue she has like she's very similar to me and then the relationship she built she's very cautious because of her past hasn't been so great so I really hope that the people in her life now like don't bring her any pain and because I, I mean in general like I hope nobody ever has to feel any pain that like I've felt mm. remotely similar to so so far it's been relatively heavy uh but I think to address certain things helps us move forward um so I have a question for you, and I'm assuming it's gonna it's gonna come back to me as well. Yeah. Uh, what are some things that we that you think that both of us did to make our relationship go bad, or like to end the relationship? Um, I think. Well, this is for you, correct? This is for yeah, you. this is for me. I think. I mean, like with a lot of relationships, communication and like trying to like put my feel or put the other's feelings over mine, because I found like they're like. I mean, and this is, I'm not gonna play victim here, but, like, obviously some of the things of why it went wrong weren't my fault, too, because there were, like, other things going on in my life that made me, like, compiled on top of all the timing, like, just overly stressed, and I just felt like I was losing myself, but I didn't realize it at that time, but definitely communication was 
one thing because there were things that I weren't open about to her that were bothering me and then I kind of just let it all fester up inside until it all exploded and I was like I can't do this anymore and it just led into arguments when I should have been like more mature and open about it me like hey I'm feeling this way and I'd appreciate it if you stop doing this and that so I think that was like the biggest reason why it ended for me it's kind of so I was in love with her but I was also in love with pills at the time um so just come all comes back from the military uh I had really a bad experience when I was in the service which came and that's so why I came out and I had problem with pills and everything and I don't think I've told anybody this uh but it's really it was something that I really didn't I was in a good spot you know, yeah. when I came back and she was the only reason why I was I kept doing things you know and so I would I, I realized I started bailing out on a lot of things so I could you know go get high and it was something I was hiding from everybody but she she knew and then uh one night uh she and I were at her at her house and she was going through my like my night bags because I was staying the night and she found uh, a bottle of Xanax in there that wasn't prescribed to me and that's when she started getting like really sus about it and then I st- we started hanging we started doing things and then um I started coming over with band-aids on my arm and then stuff on my not from I, yeah. I was, I was self-harming and then uh, it started doing different things. And then one night we had like a huge blowout and she was like, Brandon. And that's how I knew I they always called me Brand. She always called me Brand, Brand, Brand. She's like, Brandon, how can I love you when you can't even love yourself? Damn. <laughs> and that fucked me up and, uh, and I left. Mm-hmm. And so I put the drugs before I put her. Yeah. And so a week later, I called her up. I said, hey, I'm getting sober. Did she have to take me back? No. But did she? Yes. But then I started lying more. I, I relapsed a couple times. And then that's when she was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't see you go down this path. And that's what really woke me the fuck up. And that's that's why it ended with her. And uh, that's that's how I hurt. That I know what I went through hurt me, but I it hurt her twice as much. And I feel so guilty that I put her through that, you know, just, it wasn't a good spot. It wasn't a good time for me, but I'm letting you know right now, I'm talking to you. I'm sober now. He is. I can attest. I'm sober now because of you. I, every time I want to relapse, every time I, I, cause I have relapsed since then. Every time I have, and every time I get better, it's because of you, because it's you that pushed me in the beginning and it's you that still figuratively pushes me now and i want to let you know i love you so much for that and we're going to take a quick break guys um we'll get back to you in a couple minutes and we're back um, I hope you guys didn't cry as much as I did listening to this, but it's definitely not over yet. Um, one point that I want to make with this conversation is that 
going off to what you initially asked me, Brandon, about what do you think went wrong with the relationship? I think another thing for me is that near the end, I was definitely being selfish. And this Mm -hmm. also comes to tie in with why we did this around Thanksgiving. I think during relationships like these, we do take some aspects for granted where we don't appreciate the person as much, which is why, I don't know, it's a, it's sometimes a good thing for these relationships to end, so then you realize how much the person provides meaning to your life, but I think about, and I think COVID has brought attention to this for a lot of people too, but how when relationships like these end sometimes you want to go back to the way it was or normalcy but you realize things will never be the same anymore which is something like I have realized at the end of this relationship now and with COVID (laughs) to like how much you want things to feel the same that they were before like it's never gonna be the same again and we just have to accept that but doesn't mean that it'll be worse because you never know life's so unexpected but yeah I think that's the biggest takeaway that I'm still trying to accept with the end of these relationships I don't know about you I think uh that's a huge thing um so I completely agree with that uh you say that it's hard for you to accept sometimes that things will never go back to normal yeah or the way it was before even though we like expect it to yeah like i thought uh i thought after i got sober and everything i could things could go back to normal with her but that was it's not going to be the case and it was never the case um as soon as i got sober i knew it i was done with it um so it's hard sometimes especially like i really Sometimes I I think uh, think about texting her, but I know like hey like that's not the respectful thing to do. She's moved on. She has a life. I'm not saying that I I still love this girl. That's not what I mean. It's just I, sometimes I wish no one. You're all alone. It's an empty room. Yeah. Everybody everybody's gone. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and you're starting to come down. It's like, God damn! I I wish I miss her. I wish I was I wish I was back with her, or I wish I was back with my friend. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case, and uh in order to push forward sometimes you have to leave the past behind sometimes those memories are just meant to be memories um this isn't eternal spot eternal sunshine of the spotless mind right here i don't know if you've ever seen that movie but like that's for context that does not happen in real life if you've seen the movie great if you haven't seen it it's on netflix go watch it but that's life and in order for us to truly mature as people we need to acknowledge the mistakes that we've made in the past yeah and i mean if you listen to our boy versus girl questions one i've mentioned that mistakes aren't mistakes if you learn from them which i think is really important because i mean even though life has been hard i don't regret anything that has happened because again i felt I feel like I've become a better person because of it all. No regrets, right? No regrets. No, no, I was thinking that the entire time. So, Liz, have you found anybody that you've gotten almost close to this person, close to the same amount of closeness as you were with this person? Yeah, no, I've become close with a few, like, other friends. I mean, ironically, they have been guys, but 
it just ain't nothing wrong with being yeah no um it just it's harder now because after everything that's happened i'm very more selective of who i let in my life and like that the end of that friendship was just like one of the many things that happened to me during that year and then so i kind of just realized like i mean i trying to fix it but i'm kind of like being more of a loner now and being cautious of like meeting people because i know within the past year i've lost so many people at the same time so i'm very like reluctant to get close with any new people just with the fear that i'm gonna lose them again because of what happened the year before so it's kind of like letting your past dictate your future yeah and i know that so many people tell me that i keep doing that and that i shouldn't but homie's trying homie's trying Um, i'm doing a lot better than this time last year so i'm like proud of that i'm super proud of that i'm super proud of that for you thanks uh, I think uh, letting the past dictate the future is an issue of mine, hardcore. Uh, while on a break, we were having a discussion about how, like, you know that I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. But it's still hard to get past that. I feel yeah. like people are going... Oh, I definitely agree. It's. I feel like people are just going to get yes. in a relationship with me and they're like, oh, wow, you were just a junkie loser, you know? Uh, oh, wow, you were so damaged that this girl broke up with you. But it's, like you said, like... Who you aren't you are you aren't who you were last year. I am not who I was four years ago. Um progress was so much progress was made. It's like so much progress was made with you. Yeah. But somehow we still feel like we're that we're, we're we somehow still feel like our past is going to dictate how we go on. It's the point like for me where I have a hard time uh, getting into relationships with, with commitment a committed relationship yeah, with somebody. This is what I said before is why of commitment. I said I will <laughs> I will date somebody, but like I won't I won't be in a relationship with somebody. And I know that sounds really fucked up. That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liz, that is why we're co-hosts because we're both you are the most commitment I've done in a very long time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so just let that sink in. But I I think we're both moving on as great people and I think, you know what, Liz, I think we need to just let that burden off of us and just realize, hey, you know, it's it's 2021. We can't let things that happened in 2016 or 2020 uh, keep affecting us. Yeah. And like on top of the whole idea of progress, like, yeah, other people may not see it. But as long as like at this point, I know that I've changed and I like feel like like I'm more comfortable with who i am now and i'm more proud of who i am now and as long as i realize that i think it makes me feel better and like but like have i know like the best compliment i can ever get is that someone telling me that they've seen me change and grow which like only like because so many people have come and go like within the past year so obviously they can't tell as much but i've had one of my close friends who's been there for it all, who I'm very thankful for, and who is one of the people who's going to get a Thanksgiving letter from me. But 
every time he like and I know it's genuine from him he's like told me at least twice before he's just like I've seen you grow and change as a person and I'm so proud of you like you can hear it right now like every time someone says that to me it really means a lot because like I've tried <laughs> I mean we're still trying if you what do you think your best memory was with this person oh god just See, all of my best memories are, like, things that I wouldn't do now that I've grown. But, like, obviously, I enjoyed them. Like, we we fucked around a lot. Not in that sense. And Maddie will believe it out. We just did the most, like, random, spontaneous things. And it was just so fun. Like, we went to, like, every summer. Like, I think we had two summers where we were still friends but we went down to virginia to the beach and always just did like just it wasn't anything specific but just like our being spontaneous and just living in the moment like not giving a care in the world like just i miss having those freeing moments and having someone to do it with because obviously now like i mean i have more responsibilities and i don't really have anyone i could do it with so I miss that and just I don't know she was like the kind of I feel like none of my friends now had the same kind of interest that we both had like obviously I have like I mentioned this when before I was a co-host but on my first podcast like all my friends are like for different things but I feel like she was more inclusive that like all our interests were like kind of similar and like was more like holistic of who I am but mostly because she like shaped who I am so I guess that makes sense but yeah I, like yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh for me I think it the best moment I had with her actually uh when I got uh when I ETS so end my time of service in the military like when I, my contract was complete uh I had like this two-day period of just like waiting in limbo before I got to drive home um so she flew out to Colorado. She flew out from Pennsylvania to Colorado, and then, uh, so the, and then the next day we drove back home across country. And she was like, "How long is the how long is the ride?" And I was like, "It's I think we're gonna just drive straight through, so it's about seventeen twenty hours." And she's like, "How about we make a trip of it?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Well, I took two weeks off, and you just got this big per diem from the military." as a goodbye gift so just why not like have some fun with it so we spent two weeks driving across supposed to be a day and a half trip we spent two weeks just exploring uh, the country it was absolutely we ate horribly we slept in like horrible hotel rooms slept in the car but it was absolutely amazing you know um we did all the we did all the like the touristy stuff we went to the christmas the christmas story house in indiana uh, we went to the Four Points. It was it was the most unexpected trip ever, and that is what really made me fall in love with her. You know, um, just not even in the romantic sense, but her personality, bro. It's like, uh, I think the per- close person closest to the personality that she has, uh, I'd say Ashley, like our friend yeah. Ashley. That's why, I, like, I Ashley's a really good friend, a friend of a really good yeah. friend of our both. But I. Uh, she's the closest person to the end yeah. personality wise. That's why I like Ashley a lot. Like as, as a friend, you know. Yeah. Ashley, we're just friends, <laughs> bros. 
bros, Ashley. He friend zoned you, Ashley. I, I friend zoned the shit out of you, Ashley. Um, commitment issues. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think just the unexpected stuff that you would do with somebody that you exactly. can't. Exactly. It's, it's, you, you can't find that with anybody else but with a certain person. And yeah, like going back, like I don't have a specific favorite moment with her, but it's just that like any moment could be my favorite moment with her was one of the defining factors why we became such good friends because whatever we were doing even though it was just like us like in her apartment together we'd have a good time like it's like it's nothing specific it's just like you two having a good time together no matter what context it is yeah uh you don't sometimes need like to have this outlandish thing to have an outland exactly. to have an outlandish relationship with somebody mm-hmm. um i can't like let's use you for example uh you're here and you're recording a podcast but that's for me i'm having the time of my life right now yeah i feel like it's just nobody else is here except for you and me obviously uh my roommates uh down the hall but you know what i mean it's yeah. like it doesn't need to be something outlandish to have a good time yeah and that you can only get that with certain people and I don't the know. vibes, man. It's the vibe. I you gotta find somebody that vibes with you. Same wavelength. You gotta find somebody that vibes with you. You need somebody to be a ride or die with you, and that doesn't always happen, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel bad for people that don't have that or have never experienced a breakup uh, or a break of a breaking friendship. Yeah, I feel bad for the people who pressure themselves into like forming these relationships whether romantic or friends and then end up like you know the scenario of like having fake friends or being a like feeling like they can't truly be themselves around sororities i mean i was gonna say anything but you said it yeah like that's you guys I don't know. I like, and I noticed this pressure a lot in beginning of college. Like you can tell, I feel like it's kind of like a freshman year syndrome where everybody tries to be nice to each other because they just want to have friends because like you're in this environment and you don't know anyone. And like, obviously that happened to me and like the people who I was friends with freshman year, I'm not obviously as close to now, no hate or anything against them. Like they're good people, but I've, kind of had time to figure myself out and see who I vibe with and the people I want to be surrounded by. I feel you on that. Like, and, in, and to bounce off of that, uh, I got here and I had like a transfer group chat. and a Transfer group, like we were really tight the first two terms here. And then, you know, we started to branch off. And so we don't talk to like, I don't talk to all of them regularly, but they're also still part of my life, but in just different ways. Yeah. Uh, I'm living with one of them right, <laughs> one of them right now. Love you, Brandon. Brandon, I love you. He he loves me too, guys. <laughs> he uh, he loves me too, guys. And then uh, my other two, like we we Catherine and Alex. I've mentioned them both before too. They're my, I love those guys. Like, but people change, and um, am I mad that I don't talk to the other ones anymore at that level? Absolutely not. But I do treasure the moments that we did have together. Things aren't meant to stay together forever. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta stay together for the kids. The what? <laughs> stay together for the. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, pull a Blink One Eighty Two and stay together for the kids. All right, guys. So we're gonna take a shift from the heavy things. Um, we wanna end this. We wanna on end, a good note. We're ending the season <laughs> on a bright note. Don't worry, we will be back. Don't worry, we are. We can be happy. <laughs> we, we can be happy. Okay. Uh, and but we will also be back. Liz and I have a lot of things planned going on yes. as well. We have like three episodes already planned for what next season already. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for them. It's gonna be dope. 
But uh, Liz, I have a question for you. Yes. Way back when, when I first became the host of this podcast called The Last Call, before everything <laughs> was switched up, uh, I asked you to be on my show. Yes. What went through your head when I asked you to be on my show? I felt, okay, well, like, from... Or, granted, we had we had a relationship that was just kind of, like... Blossoming. Blossoming. Like, we, we, we grew through this horrible class that we had together, and we were in PR City, but it was still very... Early Very on. early, not as deep. Well, okay, so from my experience, I, I, I still feel like I, like, forced this co-host thing upon you. Like, I didn't know you were searching, but I remembered after we recorded my interview, because it was an interview at that time um, with me, I did enjoy it afterwards. I think partly because I was in quarantine by myself so long, so I really needed someone to talk to. And then so, like that I ha- I enjoyed it and I've like thought about it a lot and then I was just like you know it'd be cool if I could talk about this on the podcast and then I would like text you and be like can we do another episode I was like I have ideas and then I feel like from there I thought I, I think I remember you mentioning co-hosting but I thought it was like kind of like a joke because I didn't know you were looking and then I was just like I, I made so many subtle hints that first day <laughs> And then uh, I think what changed it was remember we had I had a show planned with Liz called Buzzed Baking. Yeah. But that, that didn't really work. That didn't really work out. My kitchen's entirely too small, and it's just that just doesn't work out. It is. But that day we recorded an amazing podcast, and we were so drunk on the mimosa. That was a, a lot of mimosa, <laughs> but that was a lot of tea happened that day. But uh, it was great though. But I think for me that's when I realized like this homie, this woman. Is meant to be on the show. Like, woman now. Is <laughs> woman, because like that day was such a fun day. Do you remember we made we had we had I think that day is our day our. And I I remember you after we recorded my episode. You're just you didn't realize like how deep I guess I was, and then like you're just like wow I really do vibe with this conversation. But like so the thing with the co-host thing though is that I knew you were like kind of taking over like podcasts i didn't know if there was actually a room or like supposed to be a co-host for it i didn't know how much control or creative control you had with it so obviously i didn't ask and at that time i didn't really know if i wanted to be yeah so yeah but then when they gave you my own show that's when everything shifted and And i jumped right on yeah i I remember i remember the look on your face when i was like liz <laughs> the uh, the first three people I had on the show were just I was trying to figure out if I could have them as a co-host. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, like you were because like I saw how we would how we would uh, joke around and vibe during like PR today in this one class that just where the professor wound up getting dismissed, and so I, I realized like this person like she's got a lot to offer, and I don't, she's got a lot of potential. She's got a lot, here. She's got a lot of potential here, and like I can't carry the show on for two seasons on my own. Do you think I am? I don't want you to think that you that you're on the show just because like of your voice. Like uh, you really are uh one of my closest. You're one of my closest friends now. I want to let you know that. I've, so are you. I value you as a friend, and I'm very Aww. proud of how far you've progressed in this podcast and in life. Thank you. And I'm not trying to be sappy or anything, mm-hmm. but like I, it really does. I can't. I find myself like I can't like not text you. Like it sounds really weird, but it's like there's days. It's like. <laughs> There's days where it's like, wow, like... It just feels natural. It's just natural. Now, like, yeah. listen, like, I, we went, like, what, two years without not talking? And then sometimes I'll wake up and it's like, this, like, sent my text message. just like this giant, like, it's like, it's how it's evolved, you know? It's yeah. like, 
And I'm so thankful for this podcast because it's allowed to It really brought us together. It really did. And it's free therapy. I think if you guys need some therapy, start a podcast. (laughs) Or come to our podcast and we can talk together. You are always welcome. We need we need you. We love you. We are You are needed in general, but I want I wanna let you guys all know right here. Be kind to yourself. You are enough. You are not a burden. Things happen. And it's okay to not be okay. I think that last one is very important. A big part. It's okay to not be okay. I can't how many times have we preached about that on our podcast, Liz? Yeah. How many times have our have our conversations just gone straight to mental health? <laughs> a lot. But it needs to be said, guys. If you ever need anything, don't be afraid to reach out and we're here for you. No Regardless. judgment here. This is a judgment free. We zone. only judge ourselves, don't you? <laughs> Fun fact, guys. Uh, it's yeah, it's the last episode of the season, and Joe Biden's our president now. So like, let's yeah. let's rock with it. Uh, we Liz and I get, get very self-deprecating sometimes. It's kind of like a, just see our text chain. It's kind of like a competition who can say the most fucked <laughs> up thing about themselves. Okay, well, it's just you know, I don't make it a competition. It just like comes naturally. It does, to me yes. At this point, yeah. but. It's funny though. I I enjoy. Some, I enjoy it. Some people might question it. Yeah. Others. We're fine. We're, <laughs> we promise we are fine. We're we're a little off. We all have those. But days. again, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. So Liz. Yes. I'm gonna. We're gonna end this shortly. Is there? Are there any? Is there anybody that you want to shout out? We haven't shouted out anybody through all oh. these episodes. Here's here's your time to shout out anybody out. I shout everyone out because you all are special and important and should be thankful that you're here and you shall shout out people in your lives that you are thankful for because it's Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's not just about the turkey, the cranberry, the mashed potatoes. Remember what it's really for, it's for especially during COVID. Be thankful for what you have right now, that you are here and that you are safe and that you are alive. Totally. I, I completely agree with that, but I'm going to pull a, 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 a crucible and I'm going to start naming names right now. Right. So I want to say thank you to Jane Jeanette, our, uh, our editor-in-chief, as well as Maddie, who does all the editing for our video for our podcast, because you guys are really like what makes it, it Jane you took a chance on me by giving me my own podcast and you took a chance on Liz for inviting her to be on thank you Jane <laughs> uh Maddie Maddie I love you Maddie we love you you know you're the goat come on man like you're the best no need for what two and everyone half? thank her she's the reason why this happened round of applause right now for Maddie Maddie you better keep this in or else I'm gonna make a complaint uh, you deserve. You it. deserve, and I'm very sad that you're leaving uh, this uh, next term. But you know, I know the next person is going to be just as good, not better, but just as good. good. Also, I want to thank Catherine Visco. Shout out to Catherine Visco for being my very, very first pilot guest. I didn't tell anybody like, that episode <laughs> wasn't released yet because I don't think the world is ready for it. Uh, it's it's hardcore, but she's one of my best friends, and I love you so much, Catherine. Thank you for letting me for letting me test my podcast skills on you and a shout out to abby haas for being one of the first guests on the show we love you abby and shout out to the triangle uh yes everyone at the triangle alex jenkins julia may florette press hannah graybill all your support oh will great most importantly shout out 
to Liz. Liz fam. Oh. Liz, uh, I'm going to keep it real. You changed my life this term. Oh, and I'm not God. trying to keep it, make it sappy or anything, but like things have been rough and you know that. Yeah. But you really, really brought out the good in me. We're and suffering together. We're suffering together. <laughs> and this show wouldn't be what it is without exactly. you. Thank you so much. That means so much. But also, one last thank you to all you guys listening. Obviously, this wouldn't be here or substantial without you guys. I mean, we'd probably still be recording it. But <laughs> it means so much that we have listeners who really enjoy your content. And we promise that things will just get more juicier from here. Uh, it's The tea will be spilt. All the tea. And you know what, guys? That's it for season one. We're so fucking glad that you came here, and I'm so glad that you're all part of our lives. So, for the last episode, it's your boy Brandon. It's your girl Liz. We are signing out. See y'all next year.